you are now tuned in to Amplifier Community Connection. And today's guest is an individual who I've known for almost 20 years now, at least. Uh, we go way back. Um, so far back that the things this brother has accomplished in that, that amount of time is amazing. We, we some brothers from Milwaukee originally. Obviously, he did his formative years in Atlanta, Georgia. But uh, I think we've done some amazing things to make the city of Milwaukee proud all across the world. And uh, it's, it's an honor that this brother took time out of his schedule to fly to Milwaukee to come and drop gems and give you the art of production. I call this brother Mr. 100% because what he can do by himself a lot of times takes a team. This man can make the beat, produce the record, vocal produce the record, engineer the record, write the record, demo the record, shoot the video for the record, all by itself, which means he covers every aspect it normally takes a team to do on his own. So I call him Mr. 100%, but the world calls him BMW Kenny. What's up, my brother? How you doing, Thank you brother? for joining doing, me, man. man. I appreciate you, man. How was your flight, bro? Hey, flight was great, man, you know? That's what's up, man. First of all, I want to take everybody back, man, back in the day to the youngster, Mr. Kenny Kobe, coming up, playing yeah. drums at the church. Was it Rehoboth? What church was it? I don't it? know what it can't was. can't remember. But you was the, 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 I saw a picture of you playing <laughs> was, the drums uh, in the church. I that, know it was, it was definitely Christian. It probably was, was uh, Christian faith. Christian faith? Probably the beginning stages of Christian faith. Yeah. Before, you know what I'm saying? Before the big, big church. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was playing with my pop. Man, he was a bass player. Okay. So, you know, I guess I just kind of took to drums, and then he let me play. Let me, let, you know, let me actually play in front of a crowd and end up getting my chops a little bit early. Didn't realize it, though, like I was really, like, setting me up for later. Right, right, right. And, and to me, that's, that's, that's huge, man, because being able to be a musician first and then transitioning into a producer is kind of like having somebody who learns to play instru uh, piano or guitar by ear, but then they learn to read later. Mm -hmm. What you can't teach is feel, but you can teach somebody who has feel how to learn, how to read. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like what I like about working with people who are musicians first and then on their own playing by ear, but then they transition into a producer because the feel you guys naturally have, and then you're able to add the tech, the technical pieces to it, yeah. which is like the second to none. You know what I'm saying? Yep. My whole family, um, they, uh, they all was performers and did music in some kind of way. So it just was the next Thing. It was a thing for me to do, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I remember coming up, I remember coming to your crib in the A, and your mom and pops had a group, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Run, going around different churches across the, you know, the south, southeast, yep. performing, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and at the time, you were making like the performance tracks for them, putting everything together, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I, like, I just started learning how to make beats. And um, my mom and dad, they were singers. That was another first introduction to music too that I, re I didn't really uh, realize, but I think I was, as early as I can remember, I remember waiting in the lobby of mm. the studio, but I didn't know what they was doing. I just knew they was in a studio. Mm -hmm. Then we went in one day, and it was, I don't know where the studio, somewhere in Milwaukee, but I remember we went in, seen a board. I didn't know what it was. I ain't, you know, it wasn't in my interest, you know what I'm saying, to right. even care about it. 
and you know, 20, 20 years later, I'm in front of boards, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, it's right. Just like, it didn't hit me till like last year. I was like, hold up. My mom and dad had me in the studio way early mm-hmm. before I even knew what the studio was. You know what I'm saying? That's dope, man. Basically in your DNA. So it's no surprise how, you know, our generation, I call you in my generation, even though I'm a couple years older, our generation has, I was talking to my mom and I was talking to her about how their generation was taught to work for X amount of years mm-hmm. and get get a retirement plan and a pension and things of that nature. Yeah. But then our generation was the generation of working for yourself. So mm-hmm. a lot of us took risk where their generation were playing it more safe. Yeah. So you, your mom and dad actually kind of was teetering on taking risks, even though they may have had jobs as well while they were singing. They were mm-hmm. still playing with the idea of taking a risk and following their dreams a little yeah. bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they and, couldn't all the way do it. You know? Right. And this is kind of like the next generation is always better than, you know, it yes. makes set it up for the next generation. So right. I think them trying to be artists, moving to Atlanta, leaving Milwaukee, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Just kind of like going on new lands and just exploring what, what else is out there kind of helped me later on too because now I'll be like, if it's something better, go. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't really be stuck in one spot. Right. That makes sense, you know bro. And, and, and I know it because you went from Atlanta to L.A. to Miami now, right? Yep. No, you know no, what I'm no. saying? Yeah. And it, it, it didn't take, it didn't, it didn't take, a, it wasn't much of a, a, a thought process for you. Yeah. You was like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is the time I'm going to do it in. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and, and like you said, it came from your, your parents. Yeah. And, even us, we were just talking about our kids. We've been friends for years. We both finally are fathers now. Mm-hmm. We were basically talking about how the things we do now, we used to do for ourselves in the past, but now yeah. everything we do, I do it for Deuce, you do it for Ellie. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like we setting them up in a position better than our parents, you know, yep. so on and so forth. So I'm afraid because, I mean, I feel like I'm going to set her up too much, you know? But, that's how I feel too, bro. You know, but... <laughs> I kind of felt like my upbringing made me who I am, so it's like I got to try to find that balance. Right, mm-hmm. right, and that's how I feel. Like, I, I, if my son want to do music, whatever, I'm gonna go go get everything. When mm-hmm. I had to kind of figure out how I'm gonna go get, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or it's 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 a lot easier for him to have yeah. access because I know so many people in the industry now that we didn't know we we started from ground zero for zero. us, you know what I mean? So, and to me, that's how it's supposed to be because that's what other cultures do for mm-hmm. their family. So it's only right. right for us to, if if that's an interest, like I'm not gonna force it, but that's an interest yeah. for Deuce Day. Hey, he said. He, he's, he's ready good. to go. Go, go holler at Uncle Sam on how to make yeah. do this, or go holler at Uncle Rico on how to do this. Or how, he got so many uncles that's doing it at an extremely high level mm-hmm. that I didn't have Uncle nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had to meet I wish, Uncle. I wish I had somebody in the industry when I was, yeah, you know, coming up. But you know that they, they was all working. Right, My family. They, they they're hardworking family. So, right. you know, my pop, he kind of was on me to have a job. But what I was gonna do? My mom was like. Follow your dreams. Go ahead, do it. Right. You know, and you know, I started doing music professionally. Try at least try to. Mm-hmm. And that's what was the start. And, and and in the start process, what what when did you know that this was something you really could do? What like what was that moment? What was that period in time that you know like okay, I did this. Now I know if I can do this, I can really go to that next level. What was that moment for you? Probably when I had a neighborhood in in, in my house. So, mm. You know, we had a studio in the crib, my mom and dad built it for them, mm-hmm. but they couldn't get their music like together. Like they'd be like at each other's neck when mm-hmm. it comes to recording. This is before auto tune, this is before before everything. So mm-hmm. 
this is like we're talking about 50 takes on a one line type you know right. what i'm saying like yeah frustrating recording you know what i'm saying that's when I, that's how i came up in and now it's just pretty much you can do one take and get you you know doctor you know, him up yeah, put that sauce good. on him and you good yeah you good but going through that my parents kind of like got burnt out with the music and mm -hmm. they, i took over the studio and that's when i knew things was kind of like starting to crack because people was pulling up to the studio i was doing studio time with people um i was working on my own music with my, my boy and we had a group and that's when i knew kind of like okay we're gonna start making music for everybody and, and see what happens you know and um it started out being a, like an engineer you mm -hmm. know just just recording people and then eventually it turned to like me doing my own music and, and record my own stuff and then we started doing it going to demos and music was horrible and <laughs> yeah we, all we thought it was hot but yeah you know, yeah yeah, yeah. It was, we was trying to um shop for a deal in new york me and my boy and um nothing happened and then i started producing for other people that's when when that deal didn't go down in new york i start making beats i'm like i'm gonna start making beats for people in the city and that's when it started really bubbling. Mm -hmm. Then that's when I knew I was like, all right, my mama, I told mom, like, college ain't working. It ain't gonna do it. Right. It ain't gonna work for me. So, dropped out. That's when I knew I was gonna do music. Right. Now, uh, coming, like, when you, when you were, uh, in, cause I don't know what part me and you ended up, I know we met through your cousin. What happened? Yeah, I was trying to figure out, what did we meet? So, what happened was I had, a, I had, I was a high school math teacher. And I had Big Sound Studios, which I had with my boy John Daniels. We bought, a, we had a house on 44th and Hampton, and we were doing what you were doing out in Atlanta, here in Milwaukee, where everybody who would come in town or was a local artist would come to our spot, Big Sound Studios, to record. So your cousin CT, Chris Tuck, Chris Tucker, he, he came through. Boy. He was one of the artists that would come record. Yeah, Chris and CT put me on a lot of things. Shout out to CT, man. Yeah. He put me on a lot of things. And that's yeah. how we met. So uh, somebody came in with a beat of yours, mm. and the beat wasn't paid for. So I held the session. They couldn't even get their music till they got you taken care oh, of. Oh, yeah. And that's how we met, because somebody was trying to do bad business with you, but it wasn't going to happen in my, my spot, because then it would make my business look bad. So I held on till they got you, the artists got you together. And then he was like, man, you a cool dude, bro. Let's figure out how we can, you know, put something together. Then I had an event. I had Rockefeller, a bunch of people in town, and I flew you in because I used one of your tracks for the radio uh, commercial on V100. It was one of your beats. So I was like, bro, let me just fly you in for the event so you can hang out. Flew you in, you had on a slick suit, <laughs> and I had a car pick you up, and you came to the man. We had like a mansion party on the lake, all that, man. And it was that weekend. That's how we ended oh, up get, yeah, building. Yeah. That's how we ended up building together. You know what I'm saying? From that, that was moment. crazy because CT, I didn't start making beats for real until CT and his voice and they was rapping and, yep. and doing stuff already. And my boy, one of my best friends was making beats for them. And they used to sleep on me. Like, they they, mm -hmm. they thought I was weak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And I was in Georgia making beats, and they were already in Milwaukee really rapping on Rockefeller beats. And they was like, it was a mixtape culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They was just rapping on a whole bunch of beats. So I'm like, I could never com compete to them beats. Right. So eventually, um, CT came to my house, came to my house, and they stayed in my house for like a month. Like him and his boys stayed in my house for a while. My dad kicked them out eventually, but 
they stayed at my house for a month. That whole month, I made beats, recorded for, and like showed them like I made beats. Right. That's what turned me into a monster. That's when CT started putting me on to some people out there. Mm-hmm. And that's when we ended up linking up. But CT definitely put the, uh, the, the yeah, he, he put, put the play the, together. For he sure. put the play, and yeah. he and then he did the, you know, the BMF thing too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He put me onto a whole bunch of different. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Yep. CT was the one. That was that's how we connected, and then from there, we just took it to a whole nother level. We just started to build and just started, to, and that, that was it. And then I was mm-hmm. like, Yo, I'm coming down to the A, man. I'm gonna let me stay at your crib. So then we just start working. And at the time, I was working with Rico and the Corner Boys, mm-hmm. and we was vocal producing, and we, you know, we were doing things like that. So that's how I literally. Our, this our, before I got with, with, with Usher, right? Yeah, this was before. That was way before Usher. This was way before the Usher stuff. Mm. We gonna go there next. Oh wow! But this is way Man, before. So yeah, yeah, it has been a while. It's been a while, bro. So this was literally that. That was about twenty years ago, bro. And Sheesh. we literally built from there, and that's how we got our relationship started. Next thing you know, we was doing demos, working with Jacob. Like we were doing a lot of different stuff. At the, Quentin, I met Quentin Miller with you. He right. was a kid. He was like 15 or 16. Right. This is before he did the Drake and all that. Yeah. I met him at your house in your in, in y'all studio at that's, the house. That's my that's my my yeah. little bro. Right. So like that that's how long ago it was, man. And and just to see all I'm of the figure out Jacob too. Who who I knew Jacob period because his daddy, but I'm trying to yeah. figure out who connected me with Jacob. I don't know, but I, I think I think it might. I can't remember because I can't. Remember, I don't remember, man. But I just I was remember. just talking about him like like it's crazy. Like when I was working with him when he was nine. Yeah, exactly. He was just a little kid, but he could sing. You know right. what I'm saying? But then now he doing his thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's he, like he out here doing it big. Yeah, it's it's crazy to see that, and it make me feel a little old, low key, because <laughs> it'd be like he grown now. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I know him when he was a little. Little kid, yeah. You know what I mean, facts. so yeah. J- literally, Jacob used to come. I was teaching. He was at a school. Tish would bring him to my last hour class. He was sitting in the back, do his homework, and then we would go to my house and record. He was nine yeah. and ten at the time. Focus. Focus as as Focus a kid. kid. Yeah. So that's literally like I, I just think of so many of those stories and the people that we work with yeah. as children or kids, and then they became you know you know who they are now as yeah. as adults. Um, so once you got to a point where you knew you could do it on a professional level. Who was the, you remember the first session you had as a producer with a, art, a real artist that had like a budget and things of that nature? You do remember who that was? Um, They all had little budgets. Everybody had a little, little money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't think I got into a real session until I worked with One Chance. Okay. Even though I felt like this artist, I'm gonna shout him out, um, his name is Russia. Mm-hmm. He, I did like three albums on him. That was the first artist that really let me just like go album after album. So he got he got me right, you know, as far mm-hmm. as on the beat level. And I met him through some beat battles and stuff like that. So when I got with that artist, he eventually got my I got my chops up. Then we went to to One Chance, and mm-hmm. and that situation was crazy because I didn't have a manager, looking for a manager, and some dude had plugged me to this dude named Walt. Mm-hmm. And Walt had like a compound going yep. on at his house. Um, he had some artists and producers, writers, all that. So, and he was fly. And that mm-hmm. right there, like, had like put me into the space, like, I wanna be around this guy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, eventually, his group, One Chance, which was signed to Usher mm-hmm. at the time, um, they were looking for a single. And 
I was in debt and need to figure out how to make, you know, a yep. record. So I collabed with um, Walt's producer, which was his sister. LJ? Yeah, LJ. We uh -huh. did like five, six tracks. And one track ended up being a single for one chance. Mm -hmm. And they put Fabo on it. Mm -hmm. Fabo was his, you know. Look at her? Was it called? Yeah, called yeah. Look at her. Yeah. Um, that song ended up being a single. Shot a video. Yeah. That was my first record out there on the radio. And then that got me a deal. You remember what you got paid off that song? Off Look At Her? Yeah. I think it was like 10000 Okay. First place from 10K, that's good, bro. I think it was like 10000 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's good for first. For the, normally people get jerked. That's, that's what I'm saying. That was a good thing, man. I, I, th I think 10000 I think I had to split it, though. Oh, but it don't matter. For yeah, five yeah, a piece. That, ain't, yeah. that still ain't jerked. I'm yeah. talking about our people getting 500 for their first placement. Yeah, yeah. That's jerk, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? 5K, that's uh, five, nice. Yeah, 5K when you pay your managers and you, yeah, you, know, yeah, 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 you yeah. walk away with. You know, 30, 30 yeah, 30, you know yeah. Cool little placement, but the, the, the business that was a catch-22, it was either Usher came and seen that the record was going to be used as a single. He came at me like, or to my team, was like, either he signed with me or I'm taking 20% of the song. Right. So I'm like, because it was his group. Right. So I'm like... It was one of those situations where I ain't know. I, I ain't, mm -hmm. I'm like, shoot, I'll sign the deal. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I don't care. Let's go. Let's sign. Let's usher. Right. So I signed for 40K. 40K. Didn't know I was, he was splitting it with another publishing company. Of so course. he gave me 20. Yeah. yeah. Another company gave him 20. Yeah. Gave me my 40. And I was signed. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. There wasn't no big bag and nothing like that. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you obviously worked your way out of that deal, obviously, over time. I, I worked in the deal and got a breach. Mm. He breached contract. Got you. So I was signed to Usher for like two years. Mm -hmm. And during that time, you know, Rico Love was signed. Yeah, for sure. To him as well. But um, I didn't really, it takes time to develop a producer, right. a songwriter or whatever. Yeah. You're not going to get hits the first year or two. Um, maybe three, four years. They say it take a while. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these deals, people be mad. They be long, but during that time, they developing you. You getting, you know, you gonna get sharp. So the first two years, I ain't really making no money. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest. I ain't making no money. But I was using the studio, burning yeah. through studio time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was just. He gave me opportunity. You know, he was coming out the pocket. I, I don't. So when it came to the point where we had to do my option, my option was 50000 And um, the option, I don't know if y'all know what an option no, is. No, break it down. They act like they don't know nothing. So a company can sign you, and, you know, if it's going good, they can offer you an extra incentive, mm -hmm. an extra uh, deal, or extra album, or extra mm -hmm. term, whatever. But it's their first right refusal. They can, you can't, Deny the option, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, it's on, it's on, it's, it's, it's on them. Yeah, it's in, yeah. It's in so, their court. right. If you had a great year or a great, you know what I'm saying? They're not gonna let you go. They're gonna keep the option. They're gonna, they're gonna pay you another for another term. Right. Now you can after that term, you You're can done. do something different. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But they, 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 why you hot? They gonna keep you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, my option was for 50k, and all he had to do was just. The time was, you know, it was time for another check. Yeah. He had to just pay me 50K. That's all he had to do. Peanuts. And he is coming off of Confessions. Confessions, yeah. We did Love in His Club Part 2 with Beyonce, Lil Wayne. 
I didn't get no pub. He didn't get no pub off of it because it was a sample. Mm -hmm. So he really felt like he didn't really eat off of me in mm -hmm. the first two years working. So. Well, stop, though. You did Love in His Club remix for Usher and Beyonce. We can't yeah. just breeze over that. That's not like it's those. It's going to be a whole bunch of little breeze moments, man. Yeah, you know, but we can't. I'll but be, but, but, but I'm not going to let you. We're going to stop. We gotta, <laughs> when, when you do those, you see that was a, like a, a small flex. It wasn't even a flex. So he was just having a conversation. You did Love in His Club remix, which I remember vividly. Yes. With, and I heard it. I'm like, this sound like a sound. I call it like, bro. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Love in His Club remix with Usher and Beyonce. Okay, continue. Bro. Yes. And that record did good, but it was, I didn't eat off of it. He ate off of it because it was uh, his his song. Yes, he's the artist. Yeah. When the remix, sometimes they'll give the publishing to the original song. Yeah, of course. So the remix, usually they'll just buy you out. Whatever producing or whatever, right, they'll just buy you out. So they bought me out for 40K. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get no pub on the song. Mm -hmm. But you song, got credit, though. I got everybody credit, you but did on it. Billboard and stuff, man, my name wasn't on it. Right. They went on. They went to the stage for it. I didn't go on the stage. Polo and them walked up. Right on my on my song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they did the beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything. You know. Yeah. So that's just how it works. If you don't write on a song, you don't walk. You don't walk on the stage. So um, Carrie Hilson had fought for one percent, mm -hmm. and she wrote the whole song by herself. Wrote the whole song by yeah. herself. Beyonce part. Well, um, Ryan Love. Ryan Love it. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Love. Yeah. Did the hook. Uh -huh. and, and um, Usher part. But Carrie. Fought for 1%, and I regret that I didn't fight for one. Right. You know what I'm saying? 1% would at least had me like on, the credits. A, on billboard yeah, charts. Yeah. It would have got me way more work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think people, too, you know, fight for something. You yes. know what I'm saying? If you feel like you got slight out of record, hey, man, don't make it a, a hard situation. At least get 1% on the song. You know what I'm saying? It's so something. your name can yes. be on the song. You can walk up on the stage, and then you can do your own hustle, finesse. When you, when you get off the stage, you know what I'm saying? That's an important thing that everybody should be taking. Make sure you get your credit. The credit is worth more than the money because the credit leads to more money. So don't miss what he just dropped, all right? Do not miss what he just dropped. Um, do not miss what he just dropped, all right? So make sure you get some credit and not no credit, all right? Please, exactly. that's extremely important to get some credit and not no credit. All right, that's yeah. you have to do that. All right, continue, my brother. So and, you know that affected a little bit of my catalog sale as well. But we that's yeah, 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 that's later on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just that little percent, little things like that will affect the future. Like if you don't get it, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, but uh, what were we? What were we so at? now we we you you sign with Usher. You go you got go to your next option. Okay. But he didn't give you the the money you said, right? Or right. So I didn't earn a lot of money for him. Right. During that period, yeah, but we had a lot of connection. I made a lot of sessions, worked with a lot of artists, but records wasn't placing. It just was good demos, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. So he went on some European tour or something like that, and he had just married uh, Tamika, Tamika Foster. Uh -huh. So he was in the press, a lot of negative press. He was like going through a lot. Mm -hmm. I took that to my advantage though, because I knew he wasn't gonna remember to like. Yeah. To sign the the the, the, the option, you know right. what I'm saying? So we reached out to his people, his lawyers, whatever. No response. Yep. He's overseas. We notice he's overseas. I'm like, all right. My attorney, I'm like, yo, what should we do? Like, he ain't responding. I need this 50k. They like, oh shoot. If he don't respond in 30 days, this contract is over. So you just waited. So we just waited it out. We played the wait game. <laughs> And the weight gain was almost like 
like a movie. Like we waiting when it comes to the last day, I'm like, yeah. this person ain't hit us back yet with this contract. We got one more day left. I'm like, when it came to day zero, contract was up, vanished in the air. And I was a free man and I had like, that's when it like really was popping. Like the that's bidding, the real the bidding war. Yeah. When that, when that happened. Because people knew, even though, like I said, that one song that when you did Love in this Club, people still knew in the industry, they knew what you did, bro. Yeah, in the industry, I was shaking. Like, they yeah. knew I was next. Mm -hmm. But they just, they was like, he just got to get one. When he get one, it's a wrap. They knew I was next, but it was just more like building my relationships up. By the time I got out the deal, we, we, we didn't know what to do for the first year. Mm -hmm. You know, we just was like, all right, let's just work and get some independent placements. Let's not sign to nobody. Let's just figure out how we can, you know, get some music. And I end up getting like three, four placements on my own. Mm -hmm. And that's when, like, I got a bit in war. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? And what were those three placements? I did like three on Sterling Sims. Sterling, okay, I remember Sterling. Um, he was on Dev Jam. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I think I did, was it Brandy? We did Brandy I, together. But that, that's why I, I, don't think, well, I don't think I did Brandy under Usher deal. I think I did Brandy as Probably was one of those records too. Yeah, the acapella with Brandy. Acapella, yeah. Brandy. We did that. Um, I think a couple of those were. Yeah, I think I did because I didn't have no deal when yeah. I. I was just like. You you know what you you're right because when we did acapella, we did it at my crib. We didn't even do it at the studio. Uh, we me you TC and Lachey, we did it yep. at my house. At my house. wife cooked dinner. Remember we yeah. we was there all day from the. From like maybe the afternoon. It was in Atlanta though, right? It was in my house in Atlanta. Yeah. 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 My my I had like a condo in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And we did it at, we did it there. I remember that. And you didn't have a deal at the time. Didn't have a deal. Yeah. And then um a couple of those records went off. I made some money, of yep. course. And then I decided to get uh different management. And I was with Walt at the time. Still mm -hmm. was with him, but we decided to add uh Cold Red Zone. Yeah. Red Zone. Uh -huh. uh so, tricky, 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 tricky Stewart. Stewart yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. Mark Stewart. Mark Stewart, yeah. They uh, managed uh, me for like two, three years, mm -hmm. but they also had like Dream, Esther Dean, Frank Ocean. They had a couple other people that they had was was under the umbrella. Mm -hmm. I was right there just like soaking it in, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And um, that first year being with them, that's when we got the, the offers from like different companies mm -hmm. to do a, a publishing deal. Gotcha. And, you know, we was we took the deal with Sony ATV. ATV, yeah. And I moved to LA, and that's when it kind of like took off. Another chapter just went, you know, what I'm saying went crazy. And that's when I started working with the A-listers. When I got to LA, mm -hmm. I started working with the A-listers, and then the history started happening. And I agree with you because I had, I had some. I think I think I had a couple placements prior to that. Well, no, I had. I think I, did, I think we did Brandy. I think we did maybe the Backstreet Boys or something. But I'll never, re I'll never forget. I told this story on a podcast I was on. I was working in the city of Milwaukee as a crisis stabilizer, and the governor at the time changed to a Republican governor by the name of Scott Walker. He ended the he ended the which most Republican uh, gov government officials, public politicians do. They end funding for things that help people of color, and there was this program called Wraparound at the time. He took funding out of it, which cost a lot of people their jobs that were actually helping black and brown young people. So that happened. He got, he got elected. That program, the funding was taken to go to somewhere else, and it ended. And literally that Monday, 
None of us had jobs. You called me that afternoon. That happened Monday. You didn't even notice. That's the crazy part. That's why you're looking at me like this. You didn't even notice. You just called to check on me. He literally called me the same day that I got lost my job. And he didn't even know. He was just calling to just see what's good. Man, we out here in L.A., man, seeing what's going on. You was on my mind. You know, how we do still to this day. Right now, we're both established, got, you know, we're doing financially well. To this day, I would FaceTime him with my son or he'll FaceTime me with his whatever. Literally the exact same thing 20 years ago. And he said, what you got going on? I was like, man, actually nothing. What's up, bro? He said, man, you should come out to L.A. and kick it with me. I'm out here working with uh, Tricky and them, blah, blah, blah. I said, I'll be there tomorrow. He was like, what? He's like, I like, I, and sounds no, when I say I'm coming, I'm on the way. So I said, I'll be there tomorrow, bro. He's like, all right, send me your flight information. Now, mind you, we just was on some, like, what's up? What's happening? I booked my flight. The next day, I get there. Sounds like, bro, yesterday I got a call from L.A. Reed to come to this writing camp. So we finna just go, we literally went straight from the airport to a writing camp, which was a Rihanna writing camp. Now, mind you, I got fired the day before. So day one, you working with Ursula. You had two days with Ursula. Yep. Right? Two days with Ursula. Her name's Ursula Verse, but two days with Ursula. Y'all do like a record. The first day, I remember, y'all do a record called Sundown. It was a real, like, Caribbean vibe joint. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. Crazy record. I'm like, oh, this this about to be her single. That's what and I'm just a spectator. I'm not I'm Every not song I thought was gonna be her single. Man, that. this was this, but this record was bananas, bro. So I'm like, oh, this out of here. And we literally just chilling. So then day two comes, and I think we went from I think we went to like a Westlake. We went from one studio to another studio. Yeah, we, was in, we was in Westlake, went to Boom Boom Room. Boom Boom yeah. And went back to Westlake. Westlake. So it was we, like five days of working. You working. Know what I'm saying? So this day we went to Westlake. And we was in the studio, and she was writing this record, which was skin, but the vocal production of it wasn't coming out how you wanted it. So you basically told Earth, listen, my man C-Note, this what he do. I did a Brandy record with him. This way he, he get out. He worked with everybody. Like, he gave, basically ran her the resume so she didn't feel a type of way for me to vocal produce the record. So he's like, I, as the producer, I, suggest, I think you should just get in the booth and let him vocal produce you. And then what y'all hear on the record, skin record today, is what I vocal produced her. And she sounded so much like Rihanna, they kept a lot of those backgrounds that we did. So literally, Rihanna's singing the leads and the main notes, but they literally kept a lot of the stuff we did in the studio. Yeah, and that camp, I mean, it was... Heavy hitters, bro. I mean, they said they had one week, 120 songs to pick from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That they had got in that one week. Yeah. And I had like five, six songs, but honestly, I knew. Skin, out of all of them, I said, yo, ain't nobody beating that. I'm like, I don't care, I don't care who on it. Man, that was crazy. Ain't nobody beating that song. And the crazy part was you called in a live guitar. That's a live guitar player. I remember mm -hmm. your, your boy coming in and playing it that night. Cause I mean, it was like four o'clock in the morning when we left for something, something crazy. Like the sun was almost coming up. Yeah. And you, but you but like we had everything done vocally and you were still doing post-production. You even called in your mans to come in to play the guitar, live yeah. guitar on the joint. I remember yeah. and it, they and replaced it, it though. They yeah. replaced it with they like the, Rihanna uh, Tour Dude. Tour Dude played it. Yeah. And the crazy part was the song, the way we did the song was so unorthodox. Because yeah. normally songs goes maybe hook, verse, hook, uh, bridge, hook out or something like that. Or it would go verse, hook, you know what I'm saying? The other way around. Yeah. The, the hook or the song don't come to the end. People yeah. didn't even notice that because the song was so oh, dope yeah. that the hook didn't come 
to the end, so the hook was more like a vamp, as they call it in church. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that writing camp, you don't know, but that came because I worked on Sterling Sims mm-hmm. on Def Jam, and the A&R that did that project name was Karen Kwok. I don't care, yeah. Uh-huh. So Karen Kwok is kind of like a big person at the, at the label, yeah. but I moved to LA, and at that time, she had already had a relationship with me because she paid me, cut my check, whatever. So they had a camp going on. I hit her like in the email, like, "Yo, y'all, y'all how y'all forget me?" Like, right, out of everybody. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm one of the ones. Like, yeah, why like, I ain't at the camp? You know what I'm saying? And she was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we forgot you. Uh, we'll get you a room." So that it started from my relationship with Karen from the Sterling Sims record I did. You know what I'm saying? So every record is just a ne- another. Step and block for the, the next, next, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a chess move, you know what I'm saying, type of type of industry. So um, I made sure I knew if I had that relationship, I can't fail this one. Like, so the pressure on me, I had to get you out there because the pressure on me to actually succeed was like, mm-hmm. I made this, I made the beat in my closet, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So I'm like, I'm making beats in my closet, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, I'm at a point where I'm in LA, I'm still not in a big studio, so. To get in that big studio, I'm like, I gotta stay in there. You know what I'm saying? So yep. that beat just came out of nowhere. And then, you know, she wrote a perfect song on it. Perfect. And I knew it was gonna go. Yep. Yep. Perfect. And that started a whole bunch of other records though. That Rihanna record. Yep. Just opened the door. And people be like really take me serious. And what people don't understand is when you write a great record, when as a writer, it's so easy to vocal produce it. It that's what you do. Like I do that. So it was we was Flying through the song at the, once I heard the because all of the melodies was giving me something. Every yeah. single melody of that of the whole record was giving me something. Yeah, so, it was AI before AI. Like facts, she sounded just, just like, like Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna didn't change it, nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. She shot, she sung it exactly the way we did it, and that was a beautiful thing. You know, um, yeah, I think oh we got nominated for that too. That was our first Grammy nomination. All of us. Yeah, yeah. our first Grammy Grammy nomination was that song on that album, the Loud album. As yeah. you as you're flossing one of your mini, <laughs> yeah, got nominated for a Grammy uh, two years or two years ago or a year ago. Yeah, you got yep. so many you forget you can't keep up. Huh? I'm like seven, eight in that's right now. Up. That's what's up. Man. Um, yeah. Um, so now let's go. Yeah, show that, show that some love for that for sure. <laughs> so, so now we moving forward after the Rihanna stuff that's building. What's because because. I looked at your discography, right? I went and looked, and this is my boy. So when you work with these, these your boys, like him, or I look at Rico, they discography you don't really understand because they're literally your friends. So you talk to them like your homies, you know what I'm saying? I went and looked at this discography, right? With certain writers and producers, you got to ask them who they haven't worked with as opposed to who they have worked with because they've worked with so many people. Like I found out the other day, yesterday, that you had like 11 on Chris Brown, one of Chris Brown's albums? That's yeah. like, like, first yeah. of all, do y'all understand how hard it is to get on Chris Brown album? To have 11, that's crazy Very. to me. So look, like, if you go look at discographies, I, I, I didn't know this record that you did, but I was in the club and I, it was going crazy. It was Ray Shrimmer, Thosomo. Yeah. I didn't know you did the song because it didn't have a tag. Like yeah. normally, had your tag, so I could. Oh, sounds did that. Mike, it, Mike Will took it off. Yeah, I believe it, because that record was crazy. Yeah, he, I, want he he couldn't get a shine somewhere else, huh? Is that what it was? We we made up over it, but just to be in retrospect, yeah, I had a problem with it. Yeah. Um, 
because I felt like it was that moment for me to, take to, you to, to put my tag on a song because I felt like every producer put their tag on a beat. Yeah. And to take my tag off and then he put ear drummers on it, it just was like... Like was, he did the beat? It was one of them shocking moments like, oh, this nigga, tr I mean, this guy tried me, you know? <laughs> like, that was one of those moments like I was tried in the music sense and it was nothing like a really depot or like... Because was, he was executive producer yeah, and everything. Yeah, and it's going to ruin my opportunity for for the single and yeah and that he, was a big record for them bro and it was kind of weird because jason joshua mixed the record and me and him have a, a relationship for other records on the mix he mixed the rihanna record he mixed rihanna, yeah right so me and him had big hits together as well but he didn't even tell me that they took my tag off and that's your boy i know you yeah. Oh, yeah so i had to come at him like yo you could have just warned me like yo yeah. they're taking your tag off bro what you want me to do right he didn't hit me with none of that he just took my tag off, they replaced it, and the song was a success, you know what I'm saying? You, and you did the beat, correct? Yeah, I did the whole beat. You did the whole beat, like, I, I know you did that, but I'm he just saying it just so we He didn't touch the beat. I yeah, did he, the didn't beat. Do no, he didn't put a nothing, nothing. You did the whole everything. Nothing. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't do a thing <laughs> on the beat. But I give him his credit where credit due. He got Nicki and Thug on the beat. Yeah, that's cool. On the song, yeah. so he but earned it. But that's, that's, a, that's what an executive producer is supposed to do. That's not... Yeah. No disrespect to that brother, because I've worked in the past. I'm saying he did. That's what any executive produced. That's yeah. what that's what P does when it, when exactly. we work when when we got Lotto on the Kia record. P made that phone call. He did what executive producers yeah. supposed to do. He Just played. imagine if P did that and then he wanted co-production credit too. Right, but you're the executive producer, so what, it don't even matter. So Mike got co-production on the song, and then 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 press you know one saying? key. Yeah. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Much love to everybody. Though. No, you know for sure. Saying? No, we're not saying it in the back. It's we a just, song in history. We just, it's a history, history maker record. You got your publishing, so. I definitely fought for majority <laughs> yeah. uh, of the publishing. For sure. You know, I ain't got to get into super details, but yeah. they definitely wanted more than what they, of what course. I was going to give. Of course. And I made sure I stood 10 toes on that. So I got majority stake of it. But, you know, again, another note, majority stake ain't always... It's cool, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But sometimes sharing is caring, you know what I mean? Absolutely, bro. Like, and, you know, I probably would have got more records if I would have just, you know, just been, like, just grateful and just happy and just say, yo, I'm part of something. Dope. Right. Thank you for letting me be on this project. Right. At that point, I was already kind of, like, in my bag mm -hmm. as sounds, you know what I'm saying? So I felt like, yo, man, y'all not about to, you know, do Deep me like me. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure, so for sure. I made it a little difficult. Not, it's some things I regret about that, but... You got to stay on your ground sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes you got to choose your battles, you know what I mean? Like, I understand. I understand. I definitely was like, nah. But sometimes people people not doing business correctly and they count the money before it come, is you got to stand for yourself, bro. So I, I don't, I don't, hey, because a lot of times you you will give in and they still don't give you more opportunity. So I, I, can, I don't see nothing wrong with standing your ground when you made every, we did everything on the, song, the, the production. So it's not like nothing was changed. They moved this part of that, you know what I mean? So it makes sense. Luckily, I got more songs after that. If that didn't happen, then it probably would have been, you know. Yeah, you'd been. I stood my ground, though, so I felt like, I felt good about it. It was a good decision, you know. Yeah, so after that, I know. I, I I think Bieber was coming after that next, right? Throw some more. When some more popped off, what happened? I had my own studio at that time. Mm -hmm. I had like things was going good. I had like a two room studio. I think I was working with Bieber. Definitely was working with Bieber. Mm -hmm. But I was working with Bieber starting with Tricky when I was with Tricky. Tricky did Baby for mm -hmm. Bieber. So yep. Tricky was like 
Like, yeah. Like that to Justin, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So for me to be over there and hanging with Justin and being the youngest dude in the room, Justin automatically just gravitated to, to me. To you, yeah. Yeah, so that's how we ended up working uh, on his first, we worked on his second album. And then from there, when I had the studio, when Throw Some More came happening, mm-hmm. like, now I'm looking at Justin like, yo, I got other hits with other artists too. Like, yeah, I got the Rihanna's, I got this, me, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you, you want to rock with me now. Yeah. So that's what made him, like, start working with me. Because mm-hmm. I was already, like, and he was around getting it. He was working heavy with you because I remember I called you like, man, what's going on? He's like, oh, man, just chilling. I said, where you at, bro? I'm going to come out to LA. He's like, man, I'm in Toronto. I'm like, Toronto? It's freezing for what? He's like, man, I'm working with Justin. Then I look on the blog of vlogs, y- y'all walking out the hotel. <laughs> kidnapped me. He kidnapped me for like two months out there. Yeah. And we was just working, 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 man. It was a beautiful time, man. It was like, I had fans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, off, off of him. Of, off of him. Yeah. Like, yeah. We going out the hotel and it's me by myself and there's people taking pictures of me by myself. I'm like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Just to be, you know, a part of uh, somebody that has a big celebrity paparazzi vibe going on. So, um, but we got the work done. That was my my main focus. Like, Mm -hmm. I was the oldest out of the bunch, youngest in the tricky room, you know what I mean? But when I got around them, I was like- OG. Yeah, maybe second you, to oldest. You were, yeah, because uh, me and Pooh Bear, Pooh Bear, Pooh Bear, Pooh Bear yeah, older yeah. than me, but yeah. I felt like I was one of the guys that's like, I ain't with all the the, the wild, wild. Like, I'm I'm trying to feed my family off this. Like, right. This a this is a big opportunity. It's a legacy play, right? Yeah. So I wasn't really coming in it at like, I'm fan struck. I ain't never been fan struck right. with nobody like I work with. Like, I always looked at it as business and it's something that's like this could feed my family. Let me do it right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think when it came to the to the Bieber stuff, when it was all the, the the rumors about the drugs and the partying, and it was around, but I was at the studio. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm the one writing the records, making the beats, sitting when everybody going to the club. I was sitting back, chilling. Working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have my little weed. I'm chilling, working. You right. know what I mean? But um, I feel like those moments right there built up the buzz again. It was little moments that built up the buzz. buzz right. I was like twenty thousand followers when I'm before and it that. went to like two. It, went, it was crazy. Went way up yeah. after that. You yeah, know what it saying? went crazy. So yeah. a lot of things just working in relationships and just you know I, I definitely invested as well into my own like to get placements. I have flown myself places, um, pay for people go to for gifts, go yeah. to games, mm-hmm. buy purses. I'm done. A lot of things. Yeah, like, it's part, of the, part of the game to get to get in the better position. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because I remember you money. had you had. I came out to LA. Matter of fact, that when we were working, we were working with Tricky and them. We, I came out. We you had season tickets to the Clippers or something yep. like that. We went to the we to take breaks and go to the game, then go back to the studio. I bought the season tickets because one, the way that my checks was coming in, it was just like random, sporadic. But the, Brianna had already happened, so I'm like, I right, bet. Right. It, it's twenty thousand dollars to get these tickets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To get season tickets. So I'm like, all right, let's get it. Right. I had the tickets, but I'm like, all right, I'm I'm about to get the tickets just to go. I'm gonna get the tickets, I'm gonna use every game as a meeting. Right. Right. I'm gonna be taking every person I know in the game to, to the, the game. game. To the game. You know right. what I'm saying? And right. we I gotta pick you up. So when I gotta pick you up, now you, you gotta, gotta listen to my music. Yep. You yep. know what I'm saying? So now you gotta listen to my music the whole ride. You gotta hear me talk. So by the time we get back to the crib, you done heard some new songs from me. 
Right. We closer. Right. There's a project coming up, you're going to hit me. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense, and man. I ended up being up on all the lists because, you know, you just play the relationship game. You know? That, that makes sense. That makes that makes and that's, that, And that is a part of marketing, ladies and gentlemen. He spent that 20K to make way more money. If, you know what I'm saying? That's an extremely important marketing tool. Like, literally people thinking, why would I spend 20K? But that 20K, one placement, that 20K is taken care of right away. Easily. Like, it's 10%. Then, you know, I'm sure you took somebody, got a placement, and you probably made 200K off that one placement, you know, over the time of the record. You know what I mean? So, you got to understand the game of marketing and how to market. So, I thought that was genius. You and know? I learned that from the OGs, though. Yeah, for sure. You don't got no OG telling you things and mentors. It's kind of hard, but yeah. I see OGs, they take people to meetings all the time and yep. they, they doing lunches mm -hmm. and they doing nice places nice lunches and they buttering up you know it's like you're massaging the relationship yes. you know and when I learned that from them I'm like all right cool I'm, I'm gonna start taking people out to lunches do dinners and yeah games different just be creative you know what I'm saying so they can remember me I mean this is work you know what I mean I haven't done it in the sense, like, I yeah. stopped working in the ministry, but I'm about to get back to it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And, like, and I thought it was genius, bro. The fact that you took me to the Clippers game, I'm like, man, we got some, how do you get these good, who gave you these good Yeah, tickets? I mean, y'all got people out here, like, man, take them to a Bucks game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, get them tickets, do something different, you know, give them another experience where they feel like, okay, this, this person taking me serious, you know, like, uh, you know, I want to talk about whatever you got going on. And Absolutely. I did that with DJs. Mm -hmm. I did that with so many different people that I didn't know got good with the DJ just because I'm inviting them to something. Right. And he ended up playing my record. And yep. then it's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? Throw some more was because I got cool with a DJ taking him to a game. And I realized that my records wasn't playing in the club. Right. I didn't have nothing playing in the club. And I'm like, what can I get this man to play in the club of mine? And I'm giving all these, these artists slow R&B right. you know, songs. You know what I'm saying? So, right. I'm like, I got to have a rap song. Like, my rap bag got to be crazy. So, the throw some more was just because I wasn't getting played in the club. And I just wanted, that yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Who wrote it? Who wrote the record? Jeremiah. Jeremiah. That's Jeremiah cool. wrote the hook. Yep. Um, and then he was in a session with Mike Will. Right. He played Mike Will the record. Mike Will was like, I got a group. We should put this on my group. It's dope. You know what I'm saying? And then that's how I got on there. So, again... Shout out to Mike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, for sure. He did his thing. Yeah, you know, it worked out, man. Did, it worked out. That's it. Now, um, we moving forward, right? Um, you did the Justin thing. That was huge. You, what comes after Justin? Was Chris before or after Justin? Justin, um, what comes after Justin is Trey Songz. Well, Trey Songz. Oh, I forgot about that, right? Trey Songz was, I worked with him prior to that, but it wasn't nothing big. It was a bonus track. Yeah. But... Um, we did foreign. Foreign, I remember that. That's what was um, big for him. Yeah. yeah, me and my little brother did foreign. He did the beat with his his homie, and I wrote the song. Gotcha. That's what people don't know too. I did a lot of the songwriting too on the low. Like, people be thinking it's just the beats, but it's right. like I was doing a lot of the songwriting too. So, um, I wrote the song. I flew to Miami. I invested my own money right. to get that record done. You know what I'm saying? Because Trey is like everywhere. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And he was in New York celebrating some stuff. And he was like, yo, um, I hit him up. Because we had a relationship from a record I did, I had his number. And I just text him. I don't like texting people because people don't text me back. Right. And it just be making me feel a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So I text him, though. I'm like, yo, what's good? Where you at? He said, I'm in New York. And he was like, um... 
about to go to Miami for my birthday. I was like, oh. I said, oh, oh that, ain't, that ain't nothing but a flight, like on some yeah, joking. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was flight, like, yeah. he said, come on in, like that. All right, was it? All right, so I went, that night, went on the air, you know what I'm saying, looking for some flights. Booked my flight, went out to Miami, did like four records, four or five records, just demos. He was yeah. just playing them. Ended up like nothing happening that trip. But he hit me up like a month later and was like, yo, man, um, your song, this this song ended up playing on accident in a party uh, out of his laptop. He was just playing songs. And, and it was your demo of foreign. Yeah, the demo of foreign. And they went crazy. And the girls, everybody was dancing in the house to foreign. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, I'm cutting it. As soon as I get in town, I'm cutting it. Get the session ready. Boom, boom, boom. So, so again, another play I had to make and invest just so he could have the songs and feel my presence and you know right. what I'm saying and just be like right boom and it's kind of bossy you know what I'm saying it's kind of yes. like you know when we got records that hasn't hasn't been released of course but the foreign song that investment made my brother a bag yes. you know what I'm saying because he did the beat him and his boy did the yeah they did a publishing they did a $250,000 publishing deal off one song <laughs> one song the song that I invested my money right. to go to just to get a placement yeah that, they did two fifty off of one song you know what I'm saying wow it's crazy so again I'm just setting little plays little traps for chess moves it's just you know what I'm saying like I understand the chess game when it comes to music it's not about that song is about what's the next play, what this song gonna do, you know to, what I'm saying? To, to take me to the next level, that makes sense. Now, let's switch gears, man. So so in that, right, I'm sitting on my phone, as all of us do, scrolling, and I'm looking at people doing like this, wipe, wipe me down, wipe. Y'all remember that child, wipe me? Who remember that, y'all remember that? Wipe, wipe. Everybody remember because Everybody from Ellen to Will Smith to whoever you can think of did it. I don't care. They, everybody was in the mirror doing it. I didn't do it because I don't look that good. But I did. I seen everybody else doing it, right? So I'm like, man, what is this? Now, you know how you hear something and it sounds familiar to you? It sounded extremely familiar to me, but I don't know why. But there was no tag. And a lot of times when those challenges go viral like that, you never know what, because it, 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 at this time, it probably was, at, by the time I realized what it was, it was over 400, 500 million at this time. Come to find out, I did not know it was him who created this. How I found out, we were just doing our monthly check-ins. And I'm like, man, what you got going on? <laughs> He's like, what? Sounds like, what? Well, BMW Kenny. My name like, used to be Sounds. It used to like be people, Sounds. That's why I keep calling them that. You know, I have a couple aliases. You know, if you grandfather claws, then people still call me Sounds. I, still, I, I might turn, you know what I mean? But I really yeah. stopped going by that by like maybe five years ago. But, right. But I'm so used to, he was Sounds for 15 years yeah, to me. So that's why yeah, I still yeah, call him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at the time, me and him chopping it up, he like, bro, you know, wipe, wipe me. Have you heard of Wipe Me Down? I was like, yeah, I just seen Will Smith doing wipe it. Ellen. Wipe it down. Wipe it down. I'm sorry. Wipe, wipe it me down. down is the boosie. Yeah, wipe, wipe it, it down. down is me. Wipe it down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like, you know that's me, right? I'm like, bro, I knew I knew that voice. I just couldn't figure out where I knew it from. <laughs> what? Talk to us about that, bro. That, that was one of the biggest 
when it comes to viral, that was that, it's over a billion. It's two, it's two billion streams. See what I'm saying? Two billion streams. And counting, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. And that's like sometimes bigger than a lot of the artists I work with. Easily. You know what I'm saying? Just on one song. So what it was was it was just a whole bunch of industry experience turned into a whole bunch of like ideas, especially when COVID happened. When yes. COVID happened, the whole world has shut down. And um, I found myself at the crib. Couldn't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on a little money, though. I was sitting on a little bit. So I'm like, I'm about to like try to sell my catalog and just quit. Because mm-hmm. I felt like the industry was dead. I wasn't getting calls like that. I don't know. I mean, my mentor told me that it's ups and downs. Like, you absolutely, gonna, you want to have a studio period because you're gonna be hot, you're gonna be cold. No matter what, just have your own studio because when you cold, they ain't gonna be hitting you up. You right. still need to be recording. You still need to be creating. So I was cold. Mm-hmm. I luckily had a studio though because he told me I always I had a studio. Think, but yeah. I was cold that year. Like, I get at least like six placements a year. I ain't getting none. Something was up. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Some energy has shifted. And then COVID happened. So no place missed the whole 2019. Mm. Um, then COVID happened. Then everything is dead. No one called my phone. We can't get no studio. I'm at the crib now. I'm working on my stuff. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I had changed my name at that point to like iRap. Mm-hmm. So I was working on like, I was changing my, I was trying to change my identity. Like I was trying to escape the sounds for a second. Because even when the wipe it down challenge came, there was no visual of you. No. So it was like I, her. Like I heard yeah. Gabby was her. We just didn't know it because you yeah. never saw who her was. So that's literally and what And I was. changed my name two weeks before I put the record out. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I did it as a social experiment. I wanted to see because I was submitting my music at sounds to labels and they was sleeping. They wouldn't. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't listen to it. Cause and I make sure always y'all listen making, to this. Make sure y'all, this is important what he get ready to tell you. This is a gem. Go ahead. Because I always was making music. I always felt like I was an artist. But when I started submitting my music, they'd be like, they turn their shoulder. They try to pigeonhole you, pigeonhole you. They put you in one box. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of labels turn me down. Yep. They wouldn't even give me meetings. You know what I'm saying? So, but at the same time, they'll turn around and ask for a beat or ask for a song. For their artist. The next day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they don't care about what I was doing. So I'm like, bet, I'm gonna change my name. It's gonna be a social experiment. I'm gonna see if I can make a record that's TikTok mm-hmm. friendly. You know what I'm saying? I seen TikTok was going crazy at the time and people were at the house. They were stuck in the they crib. Had nothing to do but be on their phone. Yeah, it was a perfect mm-hmm. storm. It wasn't like, it's hard to recreate it too because I'm trying to recreate it, but it's hard to recreate it. Perfect storm though, but I end up making this record, wipe it down. In my underwear at the crib, just chilling. Chilling. Like, that's how I make my record sometimes. I make wake up three, hop four on. in the morning, just hop on a laptop. I mean, hop on a, hop on a computer. Go crazy. And go crazy for six hours. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, we made the, I made the record, made the beat, then recorded it, mixed it, mastered it yep. by myself. You know what I'm saying? 100% for sure. Men. I was like, all right, before I put this record out, what relationships I got, you know what I'm saying, that I can really make this record go go crazy. And I knew at the time I was working with Leanne V. Yep. Leanne V is a big social media influencer. She kind of calmed down a little bit now. She had a baby. You got but, a family married, yeah. But when she was booming, she had like at least 10 million 
people outreach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And at the time, you was, I remember before that, you were working on her, work on her music career with yeah. her. So yeah. that, that's the part that I don't want people to under, miss. Because I, I had a conversation with Leanne V maybe three or four years before you worked mm-hmm. with her about managing her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't understand the power of social media. I knew she had a big following. Yeah. At the time, I didn't understand the power because her, it used to be her and her dad on right. social media doing a lot of the Vine, Vine, the Vine days. Stuff. Yes, I remember So I that. signed her to a pro- production deal. Yeah. So we did a production deal for a year, but it didn't produce a deal. Mm-hmm. And but y'all she, was on good terms. Yeah, she was, we left on good terms. So I was like, yo, I got this song. Can you do a, a transition video or a dance to it? Something because you're really good at that, at that social media. That's what you do. Yeah. And she was like, um, send it to me. Let me see what it is. You know what I'm saying? I sent her two songs. The Wipe It Down record, she was like, this one is hot. This one is hot. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm about to drop this record. So I dropped it. And she was like, um, I was like, don't do no video till I drop the song. And so right. I said, don't say sounds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a new name. It's, yep. She said, okay, I won't do it. It's BMW Kenny. That's my name now. Like, yep. she's she like, all right, cool. That's what you want to do. That's what it is. So I put the record out, and we did a challenge. She sent me a video of her wiping the mirror down. And her, she was changing. Into different outfits. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, this going to be viral. Like, I thought automatically, like, it's going to be, this going to be something that people going to want to do. Yeah. But I, are they going to be able to do it as good as her? That's what was my biggest because fear. Because her, her quality of filming or what her uh, – Social yeah. media was unbelievable. Bro. Yeah, she was a, a little bit advanced with yes. the transitions. Yes. Stuff was looking unbelievable, but honestly, people surpassed her. Like, they yeah. went above went and crazy. beyond. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't think that it would catch on like that, but it caught on, man. Um, and it was a record that I didn't have to pay her to do, because usually with an influencer, you got to pay. You got to pay him. Yeah. You can do it. You can get a record that's hot and just reach out to an influencer and be like, yo, can you make a, a some content or a video? They might say I need three thousand, or they might say mm-hmm. I need. Yeah, they they get ridiculous nowadays. They making real money. So that that but because of that relationship, relationship it cost you zero dollars. Yeah, the relationship game again. Yeah, cost me zero dollars. That would have been a five thousand dollar favor. You know Easy. what I'm saying? Because her her reach was that crazy. Um, but when she did the video, we I didn't use that money that I could have paid her. I put a thousand dollars into um, giving um, a cha- a, giving a winner a thousand dollars for the challenge. For the okay. challenge, I yeah. said. So I was like, "Leanne, let's make a challenge out of this. I'll front the money. You make it look like it's your challenge. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I give the people thousand dollars, the best challenge, whatever. So yeah. a week go by, we pay out the winner." And I was panicking because I'm like, man, we should have did two weeks. Yeah, you should have made it longer, right? Yeah, we should have made it longer. She was like, no, do it a week. That's all you need, a week. Trust me. I'm like, all right. I'm like, this is a, like, it's not enough time to yeah, circulate. To go. For, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at the end of that week, we had like 400 videos. And I was kind of like, 400 is good. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but I'm like, this is, I spent, I spent a thousand dollars on them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And then two days later, I looked, it was like 1,100 videos. And the next day, 3,000 videos. And the next day, 10. And it was going crazy. I'm like, it started. It was like the wildest viral thing I've seen, like far as in front of me, even with all the artists I work with, Mm -hmm. a record got to get worked. Yeah. It got to really get worked before it goes viral or be a world sensation. Um, Within a month, it was already like, 
like a hundred thousand views. I mean, hundred thousand videos made. Yeah, videos made. Yeah, like not just like they was making the videos mm -hmm. to the challenge. I'm like that equated to Spotify, equated to Apple Music, all the DSPs. all the numbers to start yeah. raising up, and that's when the labels start hitting in the phone. They they, they hitting they're hitting sounds, but they, no, they hitting BMW Kenny, but they really hitting sounds. They don't even know it. The same people that was turning me down, that didn't have, wouldn't listen to me, was the same people trying to sign me. Sign BMW Kenny because they didn't know who BMW Kenny was. You know so, so long story short, he literally had leverage. He created leverage as BMW Kenny that he really had when he was sounds, but because same labels, person. because labels are so lazy, everybody want to sign to a label. I, I can't say all. Because QC put in that work. I'd work with them personally. But majority of the labels out here are so lazy, they want all the work done for them. So they, literally. They, and I'm talking about, no exaggeration, at least 30, 35 labels, man. And and the, and the, and because the, the, I, I was talking to him at this time. Talk to about the the, the actual bids that were, you were getting, that were, people were giving you zero bids. What were the bids as far as like advances and the deals looking like? What were the deals? Don't, don't get me wrong. Nah. It wasn't no magic. I was looking for magical kingdom. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Of like, course. I was looking for million dollar deal. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I got a hottest record right now out. What y'all got? I'm talking about one company, 25, 50, 75, But you got to remember, it went to zero. It was started from zero now yeah, yeah, to yeah. this. So this, that, that's not slouch money, bro. That's not slouch money yeah, now. But, but you're you know, you looking for 10 million, 5 million. I'm looking for because yeah. I'm thinking like, yo, I can make this over and over again. Y'all need to pay me what I weigh. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. This ain't just a one hit thing. Like, and they're they not understanding you're the producer, you're the writer, you're the art, you everything, you the mixer, you, yeah. did, you did everything. So and I felt like, yo, I can work for y'all company too. Like I can yeah. make records for y'all. So this is more of a like, y'all just gonna buy into me. You right. know, y'all wanna buy into me. Again, a lot of regrets, you know what I'm saying? As far yeah. as like ego, you know what I'm saying? Me, 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 you know what I'm saying? And it just, that's what I was. It just was like, that's not enough. That ain't enough. Damn. Uh -uh. What about the company that believes in you, likes you, mm -hmm. wants to build with you, want to grow with you? You know what I'm saying? Buy into that. Yes. Sign with that company that said, yo, you yes. got a record? What else you got? You know what? Up? We, don't, we don't matter. Let's, let's do the deal right now. Yes. I had a couple of those situations, and I was like, there ain't enough money. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, yep. nah, nah, and cool. So, you know, I do regret a little bit of the old school mentality of like the biggest check yeah just the being woke you know the yeah. new woke the culture of being woke and just not signing no deals and mm -hmm. everybody's out to get you and everybody's out to screw you you know I, I honestly think it's blurred lines with that because every label is going to fight for what's their best interest you know what i'm saying it's yeah. up for the, uh, the attorney to on your end to kind of like make sure you get as much as you can yeah, you get, you get what you negotiate, not what you deserve. Yeah, That's you get what you negotiate. Yeah. It's not about what you deserve, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of times I could have negotiated in those situations. I probably could have negotiated something that was good for the future. Yeah. Something that, that gave me a little option to just mess up and, mm -hmm. and make some mistakes in the label and actually have a company behind me. Right. But more, I was more like, man, if Columbia hit me, I'm going to Columbia. Mm -hmm. And any label I was calling out, just imaginary to like, just to say I want to sign with them. They hit me in the email. The email was them in the in the email. I'm like, I actually got them in the email. Mm -hmm. What happened was, what messed it up was, 
during COVID, we couldn't have real actual meetings. Yes. So, and we couldn't perform. I couldn't mm-hmm. tour, I couldn't do nothing. Couldn't run around a girl, grab you a bag off that one song. I couldn't you go and grab millions. a bag, yeah. Literally made millions, just I, running around. I could've went to every school in the goddamn country yeah. Yeah. and performed a record and went overseas and went crazy, but the traveling was so crazy on that. Couldn't yeah. travel. Um, so when it came to the meeting, Zoom, we had to do Zoom meetings. Yeah. So they don't know what I look like yet, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm trying to hide myself because- You don't want to know it's you. They know who I am, you know what I'm saying? Right. So we, I was wearing masks for a while, like, I was doing the dumbest, craziest stuff just to like to hide your to hide my identity. identity of sounds. You know what I'm saying? When it might have could have helped me maybe if yeah. I wouldn't have. Because they'd realize like, oh wait, he ain't just an artist. He could do the he could do the whole song for yeah. everybody. Yeah. But that point, I was so turned off from the labels turning me down as sounds. I wanted to be a new identity. So Columbia came. When Columbia came, was the we was about to sign to Columbia, mm-hmm. and that was what I wanted to sign with. I'm like, I'm signing to Columbia. I don't care who it is. They ain't got a lot of rap people over there. I'm be the one. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be kind of by myself. It's only Tiger over there. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna be good. Man, the A&R in love with me. He talking about we gonna do a deal we never done before with you. Like, this is gonna be the first of a deal we've ever done with like this because we we can't see you, we can't meet you, but we. We're gonna cut the check, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, cool. So we about to have a meeting, and we finally had a, the face zoom meeting, and the dude, it was like, sounds? I was like, he recognized me, and I promise you, two, three days later, he called me up, kept it real G. I ain't never had no one kept it that 100 with me. Like, called me up and said, we're not gonna sign you. And he was like, because, Pretty much a couple years younger than me. And oh, because he was older. Yeah, and pretty much, you know, you know, he just, he just kept a regime. I'm like, what the f- does that got to do with anything? Right. The fact that I got records and the fact that I can keep making hits. Hits, yeah. It's just the whole stigma of, you know, like, we know what you do. We know you're a behind-the-scenes guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're not ready for this. You know what I'm saying? Right. And just turn the deal down, like, a week ago was on my top. Yeah. I'm on, on my manager's top, like, yo, we need him. We need him. When they found out who it was. So if you, if you, if you could have just did the deal prior to that, you was good to go. Maybe. If I would have just came out and said, yo, this record was Sounds, um, Wipe It Down. Yeah. Then, you know, yeah. Sounds, Wipe It Down probably would have been, who knows? It probably would have same, same same thing. Yeah. might have been bigger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, who knows? For you sure. know? For sure. But I didn't have the support from none of my clients that I work with. Mm-hmm. So the record didn't do the distance that I thought it should have. Mm-hmm. It should have went Billboard, um, but it did do a lot. It was like top twenty global on Spotify. Yeah, top three song of that year on TikTok. That's dope, bro. Man, at the end of the day, you did something a lot of people wish they could do, bro. Yeah, you get that moment. That's a huge moment, and I think it, it it says a lot when people talk about reinvention because that's what that's what the entertainment. Because music industry is a part of that. It's about it's about reinventing yourself, and as many times as you can do that, it it continues to give you that longevity. Now, mind you, you have to have talent to be to reinvent yourself, like you know. So you have to find what your other passions are in that space. Like for example, I'm reinventing myself by doing these. You know what I'm saying? So you have to find what your passion is, 
and then continue to reinvent yourself because that's extremely important and it has to be in alignment with what your gift is. A lot of times people want to be an artist but they're not really good at, art, at being an artist. They're just a better songwriter or producer but then they're trying to be an artist too or they're trying to be a songwriter or producer and they're really an artist mm. on the flip side. Or you're trying to be an artist when you really should be a manager. Like it's, it's a whole lot of different opportunities to make. Let me tell you something. You make just as much money behind the scenes as you do in, fr in front of the camera. Trust me. And most people want to want the notoriety, but if you're the person behind the artist, because I've been behind an artist, an artist or two that have done million dollar deals, and I'm I, I'm doing all right. <laughs> so I don't seem my, my I see what you're doing. So I'm doing like, and you're I'm doing. I'm never on the thing. I'm doing all right. So don't. No, that's you, the truth, though. I, I do feel like that. I guess the. The, the one of the crowd singing your song, that was something I did want. I ain't gonna Absolutely. Lie. I did, like, I got caught up in that. I'm like, yo, the crowd singing my song, like, I don't gotta write for nobody else no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can sing my songs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I went through a whole three year of just focusing on that and not mm -hmm. even focusing on nobody else. I quit. I quit the game. Because mm -hmm. I felt like this is the way out. This is my way out. I don't gotta, like, work for other artists and not get the credit. You know, I'm finally getting the credit for something I did. You know what right, I'm saying? And it's right. actually, I'm the performer. You know right. what I mean? But to what you said, like sometimes some artists don't, some people can do it all. I ain't gonna lie. Some yeah, people do it all. Yeah, yeah you have to it's be a few. One. Yeah, it's a few. It's only a few though. Yeah, it's only a few. few. But some Fact. people don't know their roles. Right. They get them mixed up. They think they could do this and think they could do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I, as, as a person that's been behind the scenes, the person that's been in, in front of the camera, I, I do, I do feel like behind the scenes, people behind the scenes, they make, they making money. Yes, they are. The people on the camera is yes, the most stressed. Yes, the people on the front of the camera are the most stressed. They got to deal with the most, you know, drama. The people behind the scenes, we can sit, and sit back and, and create and be creative and just get our ideas out there. Yeah. You know. Um, I, I agree, bro. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, man, I, I just think it's amazing, man, that you. Milwaukee native, bro, and you've done worldwide things, bro. And, and, and what he doesn't understand is the things that he's done has helped other people. Off of the song we did with Rihanna, I went to Greece to work. They flew me to Greece for a week. I wasn't even the main producer, so I just put the harmonies in. You know, I did things like that. It, it, it allowed me, just, I'm one of four people a part of that song, and it took me across the world. That was, just, that was like a, a, a stepping stone. And then when that song came out, the, when, when we did the Brandy record, it, it shook the industry. The, like all of the actual, the writers and producers, the, the insiders of the industry, they were like, man, y'all got to hear this new Brandy record, blah, 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 blah. They thought Roddy Jerkins did it, but it was not, he didn't do nothing that's, on that song. That's T.I. like biggest song, ain't it? Uh, nah, no, nah, he did Justin. T.C. did, he did, he did Justin too. Yeah, he, that Justin was crazy. Shout out to T.C. Yeah, T.C. did Justin. Justin yeah, I had some some people's songs, man. I've had some of their biggest, biggest songs. Records. Yeah, I've been proud of that. Yeah, you know, and I I like. Well, I haven't done it in a while, but I'm about to get back to it. But yeah. I like the fact that I could um, bring somebody new in. You know what I'm saying? And that that got some talent that just don't know what's going on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And we break bread. You know what I'm saying? That's like it. that's that's what I've been on lately. You know. Um, and that's key, bro. And, and everything, everything we are here talking about, ladies and gentlemen, and those who are watching us, all the couple hundred people that's watching us, 
everything is about relationships. Imagine way back in the day when I got his track and the artist tried to use his track and didn't pay for it, but I would not allow them to get their material until they paid this man, which was nothing but a couple of hundred dollars. That I thought that's very honorable. The couple, the couple, but listen to this. As being, being a man of integrity, I wouldn't let it until they paid this brother, which I did not know him at the time, but it was the principal. That couple of hundred dollars made me hundreds of thousands of dollars. Literally, because of a couple hundred dollars somebody owed this brother turned into- You taking me to dinner tonight? Hey, man, you know, it ain't nothing to it. I flew you here, I might well go and get you something to eat. You know I what I'm saying? No, all that. <laughs> but literally, think about the power of integrity and relationship. We up here 20 something years later, just the best of friends off of something that happened when somebody was trying to do something wrong to him. That I had, had nothing to do with me, but I wanted to rectify that. So always be a man or woman of integrity, man, because you never know where it can take you later on down life in your later on down in your life and in your in your business life. Because one thing they can never say about me is I done bad business. If somebody ever said exactly. that to you, FaceTime me instantly. Me too. Cause I, I'm big on that. Like, man, I don't ever want that on my resume. Yep. It's like he stole money from me, or yep. he he tried to he tried to snake me on this song, or he yep. took me off the song, or I don't want none of that ever coming into my. My, on my name, you know what yep. I'm saying? When they say sounds or they say Kenny, work with him, he, he talented, you know what I'm saying? He just, he cold, like, that's all I want associated with my name, like, yep. no bad business. There's never, you'll never find a story where I kick somebody out of the studio, uh, nothing like that. Yeah. Like, uh, same, bro, I, I, I've, I've had more issues with people I've tried to help than people I, that don't even know me. Literally people who had no money coming in, that had no place, nothing for real, that I tried to help. I had more issues with those type of people than people that, you know what I mean, that had stuff going on. Like people who were nominated Grammys before I was, before we were, all that. I had way more great times with those than people I actually tried, I'm trying to put food on your plate, money in your pocket. Like, so mm -hmm. literally, and guess what? It did not stop me from giving, because anybody pay any money to get in here today? Anybody? I'm doing it for free just to help people still to this day. It didn't stop me. All it did was continue to elevate what I do, literally. So that's how I look at things, man. Everything is about relationship, you know what I mean? It's about making sure that um, you're consistent in your business. And everything uh, Kenny has talked about was about the consistency in his business. What I like to say in closing and always in closing, a legacy is not what you leave for people. It's what you leave in people. So when you continue to do things like when uh, Kenny comes to do things like this and we, I continue to do things like this, it's because what we're doing is we're spreading our legacy and our wealth of knowledge that we've been through and, and hopes that you're taking things from each one of us that you can use later on in your life. It may not be for five or 10 years, but you're able to use it in situations that's gonna be, then create legacies for your family as well, like it has done for ours. You know, we're, we've, we've, I like to say we live in our dreams currently, um, so we're not asleep. And I wanna make sure that other people have the opportunity to do and see the world as we've seen it, fly around the countries, different countries for free to do things that we love to do that we're passionate about. And if it can happen for us, I'm, I grew up on 16th and Atkinson. And if it can happen for me, it can happen for you. If it happened for uh, Kenny, it can happen for you. 41st and Locust, man. You see what I'm saying? So we from here, you know what I mean? I went to King, you know what I mean? So if it can happen for us, it definitely can happen for you. And one thing about a dream, it never expires. All right, thank y'all. Peace.
This is your boy Chaz C. No Roper, the creator and host of Amplifier Community Connection. Amplifier is a free artist development program powered by Radio Milwaukee. Each episode is filmed and recorded in front of a live studio audience at Radio Milwaukee Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Stay connected with Amplifier by registering for our free events or watch us live on Facebook at MMKE. You can also follow us on Instagram at MMKE as well. Thank you for listening and remember, dreams never expire.